0: well good morning everyone and welcome again to rain over money this is kevin his coming to you on another dreary january day uh today episode six we are going to be talking about investment foundation i was trying to look for a um, kind of a name for this one and um you know investing we're going to spend so much time talking about investing but hey we're finally talking about investing right that the really sexy stuff, the, the stuff everyone wants to know, and, and all my hot uh, stock picks and everything like that, which you will never get from me. Um, <laughs> I think budgeting's exciting. I think budgeting's sexy, but uh, we got to talk about, about investing because um, if we're going to earn more money off our money, it really all starts here. You can save more. And the reason we save more is so hopefully we can invest more and put it to work for us. And it all starts with a foundation. So, what are we going to cover today? We are going to cover the different types of accounts, not all of them. Just really, you know, if you're getting started out or what the majority of people come across when it's the, uh, the, the type of investment accounts you're going to utilize. Uh, after that, we'll get into where to start. Uh, maybe you've already started but uh, this is probably a great refresher for you and for others Um, but you know maybe maybe there's a question mark about uh, i've got my retirement account set up maybe i'm investing in an ira but but i don't know where to start if i want to develop a brokerage account or something like that for for some taxable uh, a taxable account so we'll get into where to start with that as well and then how to keep it going Uh, the best thing you can do with investing is to make it boring Uh, the more boring investment is the better i tweeted that the other day and it's true if you think investing investing is boring you're doing something right at least in my mind i'll give you a perfect example of that uh, i got a notification this morning that one of the stocks we own uh, increased its dividend by 16 percent on its earning calls this week uh, so what that means for us is an extra 200 dollars of dividend income uh, annually from that stock that we own hey we didn't do anything uh i just flipped on the news and Hey, there's a dividend increase so 200 more dollars uh we're going to be receiving from that it's boring we didn't do anything and it's happening for us that's what money can do for you uh that's how you can make your money earn more money for you so let's get into it we are going to start with my story uh i know you all are dying to hear about how i got started and everything i think there's some interesting tidbits to this and maybe it'll resonate with some of you out there um I was going to Ohio State, I won't go and go go all the way back, but I was going to Ohio State in the late 90s and, uh, you know, was kind of fiddling around with with school, really enjoying Ohio State for many reasons outside the education, and uh, took a little bit of a break. I I pulled back on my my credit hours and decided to take a part-time job. Signed up with a temp agency and eventually got a call to uh, go to my first job and so I got, a, got that call, I don't know, one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. They said, hey, can you be there tomorrow? Do you know how to work with Excel? I said, yeah. They said, great. Okay, show up here. So that was, that was uh, what I was planning on doing. So I got a call about seven o'clock that night, said, hey, uh, last minute change. Uh, you're not going to be needed for that role. Uh, but we've got another one that starts in a couple days. And uh, if you're interested in that, you know, show up for that one. So I said, great. You know, it, it's some money here and there. I'll take it. So little did I know that that little change and cancellation of that first temp job while I'm going to Ohio State in about 1996 um, would change my life in many ways forever. Uh, I started working on a a temp agency uh, or through the temp agency for this company that was an insurance and investment company. And they were kind of closing up the books on their Columbus office and going to move their headquarters down to Louisville, Kentucky. So I was there to help out with that. What would end up happening? is a i'd get very interested in the work they were doing i must have done a pretty good job because they asked me uh, to move down to louisville kentucky to become a full-time salaried uh, employee with the company and they even said they'd they'd finish paying for my school Uh, if i went to school you know after hours or or part-time or whatever i would do that so that was fantastic and that started my road uh, to my interest really in in the financial world and everything that went along with that but that's where I also met my wife. Uh, so uh, I won't go into much detail on that other than say, you know, 23 years later, 26 years later now, 27 years later, whatever it is, um, we are uh, still happily married. And that is a, uh, a story that, you know, could have changed and, and never happened, if not for that first cancellation of that temp job. So that's, that's kind of the story there. But on the, in, the investment side, what you're, what you're here to learn about is maybe how, to, how do I get started with it? Uh, once I got into working at the temp agency, working for this insurance and annuity company and investment company, I started getting more and more interested in the markets because some of the investments were tied to the markets. And I picked up a book uh, right here. Uh, it's, and, and if you're on the podcast, I'll, I'll share it. It's not probably that relevant anymore, but it's called Investing from Scratch, uh, written by James Lowell. I think I saw the production was 1997 on it. And it was really my first reading and starting to understand the markets. Now this is probably really, really out of date because it's talking about mutual funds a lot. I don't even think it mentions ETFs or exchange traded funds. Uh, so a lot has changed since 1997, but it's what's got me interested and I've always kind of held on to it as just a reminder of where it all started from. So I just wanted to share that. But after um, moving down to Louisville, Kentucky, Uh, One of the cool things, and what we'll talk about here, is uh, got the opportunity to start in a 401k retirement plan, a 401k plan, a lot of companies offer these. There's also some other names out there, a 403b if you're a teacher, there's 457 plans if you're with government work or whatever, and there's some other ones as well. But uh, 401k, probably what the majority of people run across out there, uh, part of your paycheck goes into an investment account, grows over time, and you utilize it in retirement retirement. So I started with that just a little bit at a time. That was great. Um, But I also started to decide at that time, because this was 1997, 1998, you know, things are really taking off in the markets. And, And all you're hearing about are the yahoos of the world and ebay's and what was it, Netscape back then and AOL. All these different stocks are taking off and going through the roof. And I even remember at work, we, uh, the, the Yahoo Finance ticker came out and you could load it on your computer and it would scroll across your desktop and you could plug in different things. And I remember looking at that and just every day it seemed like Yahoo and eBay and whatever else was going up, 14 15 $20. And I just said, I, I got to get into this. I got to get involved in this. Uh, so going back to budgeting and organization, I found a way to free up some income to, to get some money into a brokerage account. I opened up a brokerage account, I believe in 1998. Um at e-Trade. And I still have uh the, my my majority of our investment accounts at e-Trade. I love it. It's it's never done anything wrong with Fermi uh 25 years later. So I keep it going there. But I got started, bought uh my first couple stocks actually. Uh one was an internet phone company called Zeroplus.com, and uh it was just internet phone. Thing and I even bought a phone to try it out and it, it it was pretty rough going. But back in the day when we're connecting at fourteen four hundred or whatever it was, uh, it's the best you could do. But hey, the stock did pretty good for me, and uh, that kind of got me uh, wet, wet the whistle a little bit on how stocks can perform and make you money and earn more money on that money. So I went with it, and that was really the basis for me starting out. I was investing in a retirement plan, I was putting some money aside in a brokerage account and investing in some stocks and mutual funds at the time and that that would eventually lead to ETFs and some other things. So that was my start and how I got going with it little would I know 25 years later, um, you know, I make my run through my career in the uh, the investment annuity and insurance world. And um, and now have a an opportunity to uh, take all the things I've learned, not only from the work side of it, but from my, my interest in just the, the readings and following other people and trying to understand the markets and how things work more and more and more uh, could lead to something like this. So very cool. So that's my story. Let's talk about the types of accounts. As I mentioned, 401k, 403b, those are kind of the accounts you're going to get, whether it's your first job or a job you're currently in. Uh, Those accounts can be one of two things. It used to be just a 401k was a tax deferred account, which means uh, if you took a couple hundred dollars and invested each, or let's say you take a $100 out each paycheck and you invest it, what that's going to do is a couple things. That money is going to get invested. You're not going to pay taxes on that $100. It's it's pre-tax money that goes into a retirement account, and that's actually going to reduce your taxable income a little bit. Which, as we get further down the road with intermediate and advanced discussions, that can really help you out and determine if you want to use a regular 401k or a Roth 401k. Uh, Roth accounts have become much more popular. Uh, The Roth was introduced, uh, you know, I think sometime around 2000 or maybe even a little earlier. But Roth 401ks are fairly new. And many of you may be at a company where you have the opportunity to invest in a traditional 401k or a Roth 401k. The difference in the Roth 401k is that $100 that comes out of your paycheck, you're still paying taxes on it. Uh, You pay taxes on the money up front, but you will never pay taxes on whatever that grows to. So think about that $100 being put away when you're 25 years old, 30 years old. You don't take that $100 out until you're 70 years old and it's grown to $10,000. You will not pay taxes on that gain from uh, that $9,900 gain. You won't pay taxes on it in a um, Roth account. Now, if it's a traditional 401k, going back to the traditional 401k, it's just tax deferred. What that means is the taxes are deferred over that period. And then when you take the withdrawal, you're going to pay taxes on those gains. So in the instance I used, starting with 100, that grows to 10,000, that $9,900 is going to be taxable to you at some point in your retirement. So that's the difference in tax deferred and tax free. Roth accounts are labeled as tax-free. There's also some other tax-free investments out there, but for the time being, that's what we're focused on. And that's really your first choice, I think, when it comes to investing, is investing in your retirement plan, and then do you do a regular 401k or Roth 401k? I think most people starting out, or you know, if the salary's on the lower side, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking non-executive, non-senior VP, non-managing director, you're probably gonna to wanna to do a Roth 401k. As you start to make more money, um, maybe reducing your taxes by investing in the 401k, the regular traditional 401k uh, can reduce your taxable income a bit, and that can help you with your taxes down the road. But we're gonna get into much more detail in each specific account down the road. I'm trying to keep this as much of an overview as I can without getting too far in the weeds today. So I talked about the tax deferred, and I talked about the tax free third account which i think is really a key is to get to a point where you can have a taxable account or a brokerage account and a lot of people will name it as a brokerage account and what that is is that is is non-retirement assets now you may use those assets in retirement but the way i use a, a brokerage account and maybe it's different than, than some other people it's really a, a, a our savings account Uh, There's a portion of our brokerage account that will be in more conservative investments should we need that money short or or mid-range term. And then there's other investments in there, stocks and ETFs that I bought that are generating maybe dividend income or whatnot that holding for the long term to just allow those dividends to grow, buy more shares, reinvesting those dividends over time. And again, we'll get into dividends and dividend reinvestment because I'm a huge proponent of dividends and building your wealth that way. That is truly one way you can make your money work harder for you while you sit back and just watch it. So those are the three types of accounts. I always like to look at at an endpoint and then kind of work my way back. So I think in a perfect world, most people would want to have a, a tax deferred account, whether it's a 401k or an IRA, You'd want to have some type of Roth account that's tax-free money, and then you want to have this taxable account. So tax-deferred, tax-free, taxable, kind of three different silos can really lay the foundation. I think that's really the investment foundation. You get to that point with those three accounts. If you're organized, you're budgeting, you're on a surplus for a monthly basis, you're investing in a 401k uh, or, or a Roth 401k, you're putting some money in a brokerage account, that's the way to go. Now, I mentioned something just a few minutes ago, and that's an IRA. And that's a, a little bit different. It works very similar to how a 401k works in terms of tax deferral. In other words, you invest money now, uh, you may get a deduction for an investment in an IRA and um, a tax deduction for that. So it'll reduce your income a little bit. Those taxes are deferred over a period of time, and then you're allowed to touch that money in retirement. And mo- most of the time, when I'm talking about touch that money in retirement, for either a traditional account or a a traditional IRA or traditional 401k, or even a Roth account, um, you pretty much can't touch that money till 59 and a half. There are some ways to access that money a little earlier. That's more an advanced side that we'll we'll discuss down the road, but 59 and a half is kind of the the key number to that. And that brings me to the story of rain over money. and you're like well well, how <laughs> what does 59 and a half have to do with rain over money uh there's an analogy for when i developed rain over money you know i was messing around with the logo i had the name if you look at the logo there's kind of a crown on there and it got me thinking about the, the shows there's a couple shows out there um you know you think about like lord of the lord of ring lord of Ray, <laughs> lord of the rings or um oh is the one on hbo that um what was so popular with the with the dragons and everything um but it's slipping my mind right now you can you can all comment on that and help me with, out with that but anyways uh, Game of Thrones that's what I was thinking of Game of Thrones thank you for that for sending me those good vibes on on helping me remember that but I was kind of thinking of that with your money like reigning over your money it has has a kingdom uh, a fiefdom um analogy to it where you think about your money and what you're trying to do, at least in my mind with Reign Over Money, is you want to build this kingdom. You've got this, this fortress wall around your kingdom uh, of your money and your family's money that you are the, the CFO of, or you are the, the king or queen of reigning over that money. And what you wanna do in, in this kind of, if you wanna call it a game or analogy, is build your kingdom. You want it to grow. And every dollar you grow or every dollar you have, Think of it as a, as a person. So your population, you want it to grow. Maybe it's starting out at a couple hundred people, but you want that population to grow, and sometime down the road, forty years down the road, you want to have a couple million people in your kingdom. Well, here's what I think of with an analogy with a retirement account is every time, if you're reigning over your money and you have control over your money, is you're sending out a couple dollars, or you're sending out a couple of your citizens. And their goal is to bring more people back to your kingdom. So in this case, with a 401k or a Roth or anything for retirement, if you're 25, 30 years old, you know, you can't touch that money for 30 years. So that $100 or $200 from that paycheck that you just saw go into that account, that account is going to go to work. It is going to leave the walled city and go out for 30 years and bring back some people. I don't know how many people it's going to bring back, but it's going to bring back a lot of people in most cases. Even something I mentioned on the last episode, I bought some i bonds uh, a few months ago, and I know uh, because the, these accounts are guaranteed. I know that those ten thousand dollars or those ten thousand people I sent out to bring more people back—it's a short journey for them. They're going to come back in six months or a year, but I know that they're going to come back with, you know, like like. Ten thousand eight hundred dollars, or something like that. So they're going to come back with eight hundred more people for my community. That's guaranteed. So they've gone out and done their job, and then I'll, once they're back, I'll send out those ten thousand eight hundred people to bring more back. So that's kind of where this rain over money idea comes from: Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, whatever you want to call it. I think it's a cool analogy. Uh, I'm going to roll with it some more. So you'll probably get tired of hearing about it, but that's what I got. So. That's my story behind just introducing you to the different kind of accounts in a perfect world, you know, get yourself balanced get yourself organized. Get the debt managed so in a way that you can start contributing to that 401k at work and hopefully the bonus portion to having a retirement account at work is you'll get this thing called the match. A 401k match, why is that important because that is essentially the company giving you money. To invest in these retirement accounts for example let's say the company has a line in the 401k that says for every six percent we'll we will match three percent up to the first six percent you contribute we will match three percent up to the first six percent you contribute that's a that's a fairly standard thing out there so what that means is if you um invest six percent of your salary let's just use easy numbers here uh let's say you're making fifty thousand dollars 6% of your salary is $3,000, you invest $3,000 in your 401k, the company is going to give you another $1,500 on top of that free money, you have to take advantage of that so the goal for everyone if you're just starting out or if you're in your job is at least start out in your, your 401k whether it's a Roth or a regular 401k or a retirement plan whatever it is to get that match and then you can go from there you can worry about maxing out down the road and what I mean by maxing out is putting in as much as the the government allows you to put in but let's start with that if you can max that out and then maybe if you've got some free income still left over you can start some type of taxable account brokerage account then go with that and um, it'll be a great start for you and lay the foundation for going forward Another question that may come up is, okay, I want to open a brokerage account or I've got an idea about doing that. Where do I start? Uh, Another website I follow is NerdWallet, NerdWallet, very popular website. I was just kind of looking out there at their their recommendations for top online brokerage firms. And again, this is if you're doing it yourself, more than happy to go to a financial advisor and have them set an account up for you. I'll get into an episode down the road talking about choosing and working with a financial advisor. Because I, that was pretty much my job for 25 years was consulting and working with financial advisors so uh, there's a lot of things I've learned about uh, what makes a good financial advisor that I will share down the road. Um, But if you're just starting out looking for something simple, um, e trades always good fidelity Vanguard uh, TD Ameritrade those are kind of the top four. And uh, nothing wrong with those whatsoever. There's a few others out there, but those are the most popular. They're the largest. And from an expense standpoint, very consumer friendly uh, in terms of cost to set those up and work through and invest those. So that's the way to get started. We will talk much more in detail because there's so much more I can get to on the Investment Foundation. And then we'll build into that and focus on um, the different types of accounts, we'll dive deeper into the tax free accounts, the Roth accounts will dive deeper into the tax deferred accounts, dive deeper into the taxable accounts, and focusing on maybe some retirement accounts in general, rules, regulations that go on with those. But I've already reached my time. Uh, investing, I've got enough in here for, uh, for a couple years of episodes, I think, but uh, we will leave it at that. Keep it simple. Keep your investing simple. Automate it if you can. 401ks automatically coming out so you don't have to worry about doing it if you can set up a brokerage account or an IRA automatically have that money go from your checking or savings account into the brokerage account so you don't see it and it automatically happens and you'll be happy that you did year over year over year when you look at your statements so I'm going to leave it at that for now episode six in the books Kevin his song rain over money follow us on Twitter the rain over money call sign Instagram rain over money call sign website rainovermoney.com, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well give us a like give us a subscribe visit the website I've got a comment section if you want to contact you've got questions inquiries whatever test it out I I got that built that and got that out this week so a lot of ways you can reach out look forward to hearing from y'all I thank y'all for joining me and you have a great day and a great rest of the week take care